What up, y'all? Welcome to the Cayman Lookalikes Hot Seat. I'm your host, the Admiral. On the hot seat, we will get to know all the owners this year and learn about some of their NBA passion, experiences, and dabble into their fantasy basketball life. On today's Cayman's Hot Seat, we get to know Jonathan Chorley, owner of the Boogie Knights. What up, Jonathan? Welcome What's to the Cayman. Welcome to Cayman Lookalikes Hot Seat. Oh man, so excited! I can't wait for this to finally take place, man. Yeah, we got we got audience awaiting. So, from what I understand, you grew up and currently live in the Phoenix area. So, we are safe to assume you're a Phoenix Suns fan. Uh, that is a very safe assumption, my friend. Gotcha. So, thinking back, what's your earliest first NBA memory you can recall? My first NBA memory that I can recall was actually in Los Angeles, California. Uh, my family is originally from SoCal, and my two brothers and I used to go visit our aunt uh, every summer, and she would always take us to a Clippers game because no one ever went to Clippers games, and you could get tickets for basically for free. So that would be my nice. first NBA memory, going to watch uh, the uh, Los Angeles Clippers play the Detroit Pistons, probably in 1991, I want to say. Very cool. Yeah. So were you a Suns fan then? Absolutely. Always, gotcha. always a Suns fan, even, even in the terrible years. Gotcha. So I did some research on you, and I saw that you bartended many years at a local pub, pub close to the Suns Arena. I don't Absolutely. know what it's called now. Talk, talking Stick or uh, used to be American West Arena. Yeah, it's Talking but, Stick uh, now. Talking Stick. This was during the Suns' heyday, too, from what I gather. What bar and what was it like? Uh, it was Kincaid's. It was kind of like a high-end uh, Scotch bar, uh, you, know, you know, big price point. So um, it was perfect. Uh, in 2009, um, you know, Phoenix hosted the NBA All-Star Weekend which was a wonderful experience because my bar just happened to be like right smack in the middle of all of the hotels. So pretty nice. much, you know, all the ballers ended up coming into uh, my restaurant that entire weekend. I got to serve uh, Oscar Robertson, Paul Pierce, Albert Pujols. Hold on one second. What, sweetie? Um, yep. Have mommy do it. Sorry. I got kids everywhere, Brett. Did you know how serious hot seat is? <laughs> I know. I already did it. My wife said, hey, I'll take the kids so you can get this done. Clearly, that was fabricated. <laughs> but I'll so never awesome. forget that. Um, that same weekend, Steve Nash came in for a commercial shoot on our patio. And, you know, there's all these stupid policies in place that, you know, when famous people come in, you can't ask for their autographs. You got to ask, for, uh, you know, you got to act professional and all that kind of bullshit. And I'll never forget it. When Steve Nash was in my restaurant, I just lost my shit, man. I was so excited. I definitely got an autograph. He was cool as hell. I talked to him for like five minutes. It was just a really cool experience. Very cool. Mm -hmm. So let's go back to 1993, Game Six Finals. Oh, jeez. Uh, Suns versus the Bulls. Oh God, yes. So if you recall, you guys were down down in the series three to two. I it's do Game recall, Six. I do recall. I had it's Game uh, Six. Let me, I had a let me, 34 shaved in the back of my head because before Steve Nash, Charles Barkley was by far and away my favorite basketball player. But awesome. yeah, I remember that game vividly. John Paxson with the dagger. Yeah, so let me go through it for all our listeners that may not recall it. So you guys are you guys are up four with one minute left. Mm -hmm. 
Kevin John Johnson misses a wide open jumper. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan grabs the boards and takes it to the crib for a layup. Like no time off the clock. Mm-hmm. But, but you're still up two. Exactly. And then you get a fifteen. You get a fifteen foot jumper from Dan Marley. Airballs it. <laughs> I don't remember the airball, but that kind of makes sense. He was kind of yeah. a three point shooter or nothing. Yeah, it was short. Didn't hit rim. Shot clock violation. So you're still up two with 14 seconds left. And then that's when Jen, John Paxson hits a wide open three, becomes a household name. Absolutely. I'll never and he's all, that. If you, Bulls only had nine points that whole quarter until Paxson hit that three, which is crazy to think about. 12 points in a whole quarter and still win the game. Jesus, these stats are really hurting my feelings, even this even this many years later, bro. I did not realize but there was that. still there was still four seconds left for the Suns. And then the shot was blocked. Series over. Series well, I mean, you know, what do you recall from that? What do you recall from that series? Uh, I, I recall just being a typical Arizona sports fan. I mean, that's very, very, uh, very comparable to any of the other. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big Arizona Cardinals fan, very similar to uh, our Super Bowl experience with that 100-yard uh, James Harrison return for touchdown at halftime. I mean, nothing but heartbreak hotel, bro. I mean, we're very, very used to it. Although 2001 – the Diamondbacks won the World Series, and that was one of the coolest experiences of my life as well. So that's the only chip that I've ever got to experience here in Arizona. Gotcha. That's a, that's more than a lot of people. Uh, yes, that is true. So it could be worse. Try, try, try being a Nebraska basketball fan. <laughs> so uh, going back to some of those 2000 eras when you were probably, you know, in your heyday and living and dying with the Suns. So Spurs were definitely a rival, right? 100%. Hundred percent. God, I even remember. So, you remember that uh, that that fake fight between Amari Stoudemire and was it Robert Ori when he stepped on the yep, court that, and then he got suspended. That was that three. was my next. That was my next thing I was going to bring up. Oh, the whole Robert Ori hip check Steve Steve Nash in Game Four that changed the whole series because Boris Diaw and Stoudemire both missed Game Five because they came on the court. Yep. It was a stupid stupid rule. Very but, stupid rule, and, and uh, to be uh, quite honest, I think that cost us uh, a chance to go to the finals because I honestly thought – I know you're a big Spurs guy, but I honestly thought the Suns were better than the Spurs that year. That yeah, run-and-gun yeah, yeah. run offense was – you know, de- defense was optional, but our offense was just amazing. I don't know if you ever heard about Steve Nash talk about that recently, and he says he did – I mean, he was fouled, obviously, but he sold the hip check even more, which – prompted his team to come off the bench and if he wouldn't have done that it may have changed everything but he definitely did a good job i mean he got fouled hard but he sold it perfectly i did not hear him say that and that's crazy that he would even bring that up because that it's just another what if scenario you know what i mean just what if yeah what plenty, if of what ifs, plenty of what ifs plenty of what ifs fan yeah yeah so. you know you know who was in that game too <laughs> no was it was it the gambler tim donaghy yep <laughs> i did not know that <laughs> so I mean that those two thousand teams, oh four, oh five, you won sixty two games. That's when you lost the Spurs. Oh five, oh six, you lost the Mavericks. Oh nine, two thousand ten, you lost to Kobe in the Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. What do you? I mean, between the Barkley teams and those two thousand teams, what do you think the best Suns team ever was in your opinion? Um, I honestly think that the best teams would have been uh, like the, the Steve Nash, Amari Stoudemire, Sean Marion, Boris Diaw. Those, those that was our best teams in my opinion. Don't get me wrong, the ninety three, ninety two team was was gangster, but I just I felt we were much more potent as a as a team. We had way more balance with the with the two thousand squads. It's just unfortunate yeah. that. 
you know, there's all there was always a monster team in the Western Division that, you know, you know, we're always the little brother getting our asses kicked by the big brother. You know what I mean? If it wasn't the Lakers, yeah. it was the Spurs. If it wasn't the Spurs, it was the Mavs. Freaking dirt. And then when he made, made it the finals, it was the Bulls. Yeah. Jordan. Yes, it sure was. And I mean, lots of people, lots of teams lost to Michael Jordan in the finals. So. So which 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 Suns team do you think you think had the best chance to win a title? Then obviously made it to the finals and was made it to should have made it a game seven. But you think one of those other teams had a better chance to win the title? I th- I honestly think the uh, whatever year it was that uh, with the Amari Stoudemire suspension with Boris Diaw, I thought that that was our best chance to win an NBA championship. Gotcha. That was, I think that, that was, that was a Steve Nash MVP year. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, that you should know that. I shouldn't be correcting you. But as I, the Suns. I, I'm, Fairly confident that's when he won his second MVP. Gotcha. Uh, all right, some other Suns stuff. Most may not remember Rex Chapman playing ball ball in the NBA, but every, yeah. obviously from his Europe account, he's become very popular. What's your uh, thoughts on Rex or Dude, feelings Rex, today? Uh, do you? Uh, I don't. I don't remember what year it was, but do you remember when he was in the dunk contest? Probably in the I don't know early to mid nineties. And he bounced the ball. He was standing at the free throw line uh, backwards, bounced the ball through his legs off the backboard and dunked. I don't. I've seen. I've seen it, but I will remember oh, at the time. Oh man, I remember. I remember losing my shit because I didn't know. I didn't know Rex Chapman had that in him. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. I mean, how was he a player for the Suns? Um, you know, to be honest with you, I remember him being a, a good three point shooter. But that's that's all I can say about Rex Chapman. He he certainly wasn't on my list of faves. Gotcha. You didn't have his poster. No, 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 not at all. So speaking of like favorite players, uh, who was your who was your favorite player of all time? Um, I'm gonna go with Steve Nash. You know, with uh, you know, Steve Nash is one A. Charles Barkley be one B. What about non Suns player? Non Suns player. Um, you know, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, it'd probably be Kobe Bryant. There was many years filled with hate, um, but, you know, you always hate uh, the people that kick your team's ass, and he consistently beat the shit out of the Suns for his entire career, so you got to tip your hat to him. Gotcha. So NBA posters growing up, or who uh, you may Harold, still have on your wall? Harold Miner, Sean Kemp. Um, who else was I a big fan of? Anthony Hardaway, Shaquille O'Neal. I was a... Uh, Actually, both my brothers and myself, we were avid uh, basketball card collectors. We had just a ginormous uh, stash of basketball cards. So uh, um, I would say Sean Kemp was probably – I probably had multiple posters of him because I was, I was a big Sonics fan back in the day too. Gotcha. So you like, you like multiple teams in the same conference. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> gotcha. That was really uh, so, uh remember NBA, mo- NBA Jam back in the day? Oh yeah. Yeah, well I was always the Sonics just because you got Peyton, um, Kemp and Detless Shrimp. So that was always a lethal combo. Yeah, that is good. So most hated NBA player of all time. That wouldn't be Kobe. Um, no, it really wouldn't. I would say it's Tim Duncan, to be honest with you. The the big fundamental. Just because he what? he did everything right, he was a part of the dynasty. He was part of like you know he was like the first true dynasty after the Bulls, and that happened to be when my sons were you know kind of good. So he'd probably be my most hated basketball player. You know, don't hate him as a person, just on the basketball court. Gotcha. Uh, some recent history here. Rest in peace, Paul Westfall. He recently passed. How'd you take that? Anything you want to share on him? Um, you know, that was very very sad. Um, 
he was a, a great coach here for uh, the Phoenix Suns. I didn't really know too much of him as a player. I know, I know he was on some good Celtics teams back in the day. But in my opinion, um, D'Antoni and Westfall have been my two favorite coaches. Although, I'm not going to lie, Monty Williams is growing on me every day. Because he's, gotcha. he's, he's getting the team to actually play some defense, which is awesome. Gotcha. Yeah, we'll ask uh, Steve McCarthy once he's on about him as a player, as uh, one of the older guys in our league. <laughs> so, uh, any live NBA game experience or player player interaction you'd like to share with our listeners? Oh, uh, absolutely. Um, I, I, you know, I, re- I referenced my first NBA experience back in Southern California watching the Clippers. Uh, I'll never forget it. After the game, we all went out and hung out where the players walked to their buses. Um, you know, when they go to the airport and shit. And lots of players walked by me. I'm yelling and screaming, trying to get an autograph. And everyone just kept on walking. And finally, I offered uh, $10. I offered $10 to the next player that I saw for an autograph. And he's like, kid, (laughs) do you really think I'm going to take $10 from you? He actually grabbed uh, both me and my brothers. Uh, We got to walk on uh, the player's side. It was Malik Seeley that played for the Clippers at the time. And he gave us a little tour of the locker room. He signed a whole bunch of crap for us. It was just a wonderful experience. That's very yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what about Suns game? Any any great game you were at uh, that I was, you remember? I've been or at game many, winner? many great Suns games. Uh, you know, pre-COVID, I'd probably go to, I don't know, five or six um, NBA games a year. Uh, I remember – God, this would have been in the mid-2000s, maybe 2008, 2009, back when uh, Yao Ming was in his heyday, uh, Steve Francis on the Rockets. Um, I just remember it was like a super high-scoring game, and uh, I want to say Sean Marion hit a dagger uh, with like .1 seconds on the, on the clock on the fourth quarter, and we just all went crazy. It was, it was awesome. Never been to a playoff game, but uh, I'm sure I will one day. Yeah, if they ever make the playoffs again. <laughs> All right, let's let's switch over to some fantasy right. now. I mean, well, you've been in the league a couple years now. Uh, yeah, three or four, I want to say. Yes, and very little. Let's not. Let's be honest. Very little uh, success. Correct. Correct. I mean, yes, uh, the mediocre at best is the way I would describe it. And you changed your team name in this year. Did you think that would help you lead to more success, more success or not? Um, I did, to be honest with you. Here, here's my biggest issue is, like, I watch a lot of preseason basketball, and I end up falling in love with a couple of people in preseason. And I keep forgetting that preseason is not regular season. They're not going up against the ones, well, you know, on the defensive end. So, Boogie Cousins looked really good in the preseason. I don't know if you caught him at all. Um <laughs> Yeah. But he, he was putting up big numbers, and I was like, oh, man, I'm going to get him for a cheap number, and I think we're going to be Team Boogie this year. And it obviously has not panned out. Gotcha. He's, I think he's available, I by the way. Well, he should be. <laughs> Although, uh, since since Harden left, uh, he stepped up his game. I saw he had a couple 40-plus 40, 40 point performances in the last couple weeks. Until Wood came back, and then he's kind of dwindled down. But now Wood's out again, so maybe maybe somebody you want to pick exactly. up. Exactly. Yeah, you're 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 sharing my insider information to the rest of the league. I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to have him more competitive, man. <laughs> so, uh, so basically, when you joined this league, you realized once you got out of your fantasy bubble with all your close friends and family, that things got a little tougher. Correct. correct? Um, you, I, I, first off, I absolutely love uh, your scoring format. I tip my hat to you. It is, it is super fun and super competitive. 
Um, I had played fantasy basketball many times before, but the ultimate equalizer is that, you know, minus one for a field goal attempt if you miss it. You know, so you might have Andrew Wiggins 10 years, you know, five, six years ago, and he'll jack up 23 shots, score 20 points, and, and it might be, end up being a different, you know, a decent fantasy output. But in your format, that might be a negative performance. And that took me that took me a while to get used to. I'm not gonna lie. Understandable. And say let's not let's not give me all the credit. My brother's actually the founder, so he'll freak out when he hears this segment. So let's correct okay, that. Okay, well, kudos to Nick then, because it's brilliant. And as you know, I've started my own league and I basically just copycatted your scoring format. So uh, it's <laughs> cool. It's all good with me. So, with your brother getting in the league, was that the goal to have someone worse than you get in the league? <laughs> I guess. But uh, but honestly, but honestly, it's not really been the case. He's actually been more impressive. Oh, I oh, I disagree. I think his team is shit. Yeah, he, I think he would definitely then, agree with me. I think my team is way better than his team. Then he also gets a hole in one last week, and you, for my record, you still don't yes. have one. You golf oh, a lot. Dude. And and. And he's your younger brother, correct? And we've been going to the gym uh, quite regularly together now. He's uh, much stronger than I am currently. So, yeah, there's a there's a little bit of jealousy there. I'm not going to lie. The hole-in-one, you know, I was jumping up and down because I saw the ball go in. I was the only one freaking out. Andrew was a little pessimistic. He's like, oh, no, that went over the hill, went over the hill. And then sure as shit, when we walked up there, it was sitting right right in the cup. So it was a, it was a really cool experience because – we definitely went out and celebrated after that. Gotcha. He just didn't buy. You know, drink. it's funny because that's the that's the custom. You know, the group behind us saw what happened. They're like, "Oh, meet you at the bar, Andrew. You're gonna open up a tab." And we we went uh, we went to a restaurant, and then we went to a bar, and I ended up fucking paying for everything. So, thanks a lot, Andrew. Okay. That little yeah. brother. Have you? I sound like you guys got a good relationship, but have you guys ever gotten a fight with oh, punches I've, thrown oh, yeah, or many, many times? The last fight, the last real fight that we got in was his 18th birthday. Long story short, we both had, uh, you know, original Xboxes at the time. But for whatever reason, I had taken his and left it at one of my friend's house. And he okay. wanted me to go get it. And it was like 11 o'clock on like a school night. And I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to go do that. Um, and he freaking sucker punched me. And then ran outside, and I chased his ass down and beat his ass. The cops ended up coming and everything. Yeah, oh, wow. The, the neighbors it, were too it, impressed. It'll be interesting to get him on the on the show soon and hear his oh, side of the story. Oh, he'll say that word for word. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk, I, I know you're a big fantasy guy, big sports better. So what's your worst bad beat ever in uh, losing oh, fantasy? God championship game or a sports betting loss like one that just sticks out um there unfortunately there there are so many there are so many um so i'd have to say it definitely would be an nfl um and and the only time that the ones that stick out are the only ones that i've had big money on but i can't tell you how many times i've lost like an under bet with like a pick six with one second to go or something like that or garbage time in the nba when someone just jacks up a you know a half court shot at the end of the game to screw your bet i've had that happen to me several times unfortunately understandable it it's is the, worst. the worst and you know what i've learned I, I bet the nfl pretty hard um but the nba man it's 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 pretty volatile it's very hard to predict um what's gonna happen so i've kind of uh you know i bet the nba much uh softer than i do the nfl 
Gotcha. So going back on a story from last year, the league kind of learned the real Jonathan Chorley Jesus. last year. When you got a little, when you when you got a little alcohol in you while you were in Costa Rica, uh, blacked out, blacked out. You, Sorry about that, guys. So, for, for a reminder to our readers, you we were in the group chat and you proceeded to say, say something of the sort. Basically, you guys are all fantasy nerds. While I'm here in Costa Rica, winning at life, and you you also posted a very boring looking photo of a bunch of old people gathered around. I remember the uh, text. I don't remember the photo. I also remember. Um, I know Tyler was egging me on. I want to say you might have been egging me on too. Um, but that was just that was a combination of many things. Um, first off, I was doing awful at fantasy basketball, so there was definitely some jealousy um, built up inside of me. And then combine that <laughs> with fifty-five drinks that I drank in Costa Rica, and you got yourself uh, you got yourself a little firecracker. <laughs> so once yeah. again, I do, and, I and do I was... apologize. I, I was very very regretful the following day. Um, although I did think it was absolutely yeah. hilarious at the time when I sent it. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, some of the league responses yes. to you were great, and they let's were. be honest, you're one of the biggest fans. You're one of the biggest fantasy nerds in the group, so of that was course. just kind of critical. <laughs> So, I mean, what did you learn from that, um, I guess? I learned that, you know what, I can't I can't talk shit until I prove myself on, on the fantasy uh, court. So, um, I, I have I've tried to not talk as much shit this year simply because my squad cannot back it up. But I know that the better my teams get, uh, the more shit I will disperse. Uh, probably my favorite thing about uh, this league is the group chat and all of the wonderful banter back and forth between all the fantasy owners. Um, I think it's hilarious. I show that shit to all my friends, my wife, um, that we all think it's hilarious. Uh, speaking on that, if you could hang out with anyone from the Cayman League that you've never met, uh, who would that be Nick and why? Warga, um, uh, his song was absolutely awesome, and it looks like he certainly knows how to have a good time. Gotcha. Anybody else come to mind that you wouldn't mind kicking it? Um, you know either? what? To be honest with you, everyone, everyone seems kind of cool. Um, even even Dickfoot. I don't know. He, it, like, um, I have a question for you. Like, are you guys like all childhood friends from Nebraska? Is that how this league was formed? Uh, no. It's it's kind of some of us are. Some of our college friends for Nick is just uh just uh, additions over time with you and uh, Tyler as well. So. Some college friends, some childhood friends, and just a just great fantasy gotcha. minds. Gotcha. It is a, it is a wonderful collaboration of great fantasy minds. I'm not gonna lie. So let let's be totally hypothetical here. If you actually made a title game, who would you want to who would you want to face and why? I would want to face the admiral. Um, and I don't want to fucking uh, toot your own horn here, but I guess I will. You have clearly been the front runner ever since I've been. In the, in the league, and your shit talking has put a giant target on your back, and I would love to put you in your place someday. Absolutely. I look forward to that. I look forward to that. Any final comments on the league or life before nah, we go here? No, nah, I, I enjoyed the interview. I'm glad we got this done and over with. Uh, you hit me with some great uh, stats that I'll probably be thinking about for the rest of the weekend. So thanks for that, buddy. All right. Thank you for your time. You are now off oh, the hot man. seat. Thank you.